Blog Talk Radio. Until Dunham laid a hand on her, and then it, that was it. 
that little blonde thing grabbed that other woman and almost broke her wrist. Then she hit her square in the nose with a closed fist. There was blood everywhere. Then the little one threw the other one on the ground and hit her two more times. I got the whole thing on my cell phone. After leaving the ladies' room, Conway immediately called the police who came in and charged Dunham with assault, giving her a pink slip for a court date rather than arresting her. She has 48 hours to turn turn herself in for booking and arraignment. The witness had to relinquish her cell phone as evidence but has been assured she'll get it back shortly and would be more than welcome to publish or sell it as she sees fit. Kellyanne Conway wasn't charged and refused to comment on the incident other than to call it unfortunate. The mainstream media isn't reporting on it at all. Is that interesting? I thought that no, was... she, she looks like she weighs about 25 pounds. I know, but, you know, Lucy's not that big a girl either, but Lucy can knock you out. Mm, I don't uh, really know. I don't know what she looks like. On the Lucy? Yeah. She's a good-looking girl. And, um, uh, let's see. I thought that was kind of funny. Well, yeah. I guess so. Well, here's another one. Uh, let's see. Breaking news. Ted Cruz. <coughs> Ted Cruz. Uh, this is from uh, political culture, politi culture. It's kind of fun to read. That says, uh, "Breaking news: Ted Cruz goes for Obama and Soros jugular with stunning new investigation." Hmm. I think this is good news. If you enjoyed this, let's see. Barack Obama may be out of office, but he's not out of the woods just yet, especially with Republicans controlling both House of Congress and White House. Apparently, Obama and his billionaire troublemaker, George uh, Soros, are funneling taxpayer cash through Soros, U.S. aid organization, to meddle in foreign elections and fund uh, leftist uprisings abroad. According to the Free Bacon, uh, Free Bacon, yeah, Free Beacon, our uh, hard-earned money was sent... Uh, to extreme and sometimes violent uh, far-left political activists for one reason and one reason only, to cause unrest and spread liberalism around the globe. Uh, But after learning about Obama's efforts from uh, other foreign leaders, Texas Senator Ted Cruz and other leading uh, senators are demanding Secretary of State Rex Tillerson launch a full investigation into the matter. More from the Free Beacon. The lawmakers disclosed uh, multiple conversations with foreign diplomats who outlined active political meddling by Obama's administration and State Department, including the use of taxpayer funds to support leftist causes in Macedonia, Albania, Latin America, and Africa. A portion of this State Department funding appears to have gone to organizations supported by the controversial liberal billionaire George Soros. according to uh, the letter, which was authored by Republican Senator Mike Lee, uh, Jim Inhofe, Tom Phillips. Inhofe. 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 It's not Inhofe, it's Inhofe. Tom Tillis, Ted Cruz, David Perdue, and Bill Cassidy from Louisiana. Let's see. A portion of the State Department funding appears to have gone to organizations. Oh, yeah, I just read that. Senators are asking Tillerson to launch a full-scale investigation into these funding efforts in order to determine how exactly the Obama administration sought to promote left-leaning causes in liberal parties across the globe. Uh, 
and the latest disclosures of this activity mirror uh, efforts by the Obama administration to send taxpayer funds to Israel, to Israeli organizations that oppose Prime Minister Benjamin Yahoo in the latest, uh, he did that, I know he did. Political leaders from a range of nations spent months informing the lawmakers about these activities. This could be some seriously bad news for both Obama and Soros. If it's found that they were using taxpayer money to illegally fund partisan causes and civil unrest abroad, they could face a litany of charges and make no mistake about it. The new administration wouldn't have any problems pursuing criminal charges after the way Obama and the left have treated the new president and his cabinet. Johnny Cash once sung that what's done in the dark will be brought into light, uh, which is a true statement if there ever was one. The problem for Obama is it is ran the gov the problem for Obama is ran the government like the problem for Obama was that he ran the yeah, government the like he there. was banking on at least another eight years of darkness <laughs> to rule over Washington. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he's well, done. he didn't think he would. Uh, well, no, you know, it's it's just like you know, it's a sick thing, you know. Be called to task for anything that he's done. I can't believe he wouldn't he wouldn't think that. Okay, especially with Trump in there, but I, he never expected Trump to win. No, nobody That's what did. Nobody, nobody expected that. Now you pay in the price. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was considering nixing the continuous coverage piece of health care bill. That's, that, that's, that, it, this stuff is, is bothering me because, you know. It, it, what is this site? This is Axios. I don't know that. Nobody that's... knows these sites. So it's probably there. not real. Yeah, I mean, they're more real than the New York Times or the, or the Bedlam Post <laughs> no, or whatever. not any more real, yeah. Why? Why it's, not? Because it's probably not telling the truth. Who knows? How do you know? The well, we don't know. Is what I'm saying is I don't. I never heard of that site. I, I've, we've 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 used it a number of times, Lila. This is not unusual. Okay, but anyway, House Republican leader. This is from an AP report, by the way. So he's he's taking it from Associated Press. Well, I don't is that believe. Okay with no, you? I don't believe that either. Well, no. you know what. You don't believe anything, so don't bother believing anything. Just read it. Say, we don't believe this, but we're reading it anyway because I believe it. Well, Lila I doesn't don't, believe it, so I don't know. So, so she doesn't. She doesn't believe it, but I believe it. Okay? I, ju- I just never know with these things because who knows if anybody even read this bill? Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But the House Republican leadership is discussing removing the continuous coverage provision of the House Obamacare repeal. Replacement bill in the response to conservative concerns about it, according to senior GOP aide. What it does, it requires insurers to impose a one year 30% premium penalty on anyone enrolling in the individual or small group markets who was uninsured for more than 63 days within the past year. I don't understand why. Well, why it must go. The concern centered around estimates provided. Uh, Monday by the Congressional Budget Office and the impact of the provision. It would increase the number of covered people in 2018, but then uh, decrease that number in 2019 and on. So who would sign up if you were going to get a huge penalty? Nobody. No. Well, that's the whole thing. Nobody wants Obamacare, because it's going to cost them a fortune. Well, this is the new thing. Well, the old thing was just as bad. Oh, I don't know anything. Well, the old thing was was worse because what happened was is everything came together this year, and just and blew up. 
okay? All right? And now you've got these assholes, these Republican assholes, who are saying, uh, today, uh, some, some, some moron from hell, a uh, Republican hell, uh, said on the, on the news, I think it was Lindsey or one of the other idiots, that uh, Lindsey Graham said that, don't expect uh, anybody to, 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 don't expect any senator uh, or 60 senators to approve the... Um, health care? Uh, no, to approve the health care bill uh, if it has... Inters, if it has interstate um, uh, health insurance, uh, if, it, if it provides uh, being able to go over state go lines, go over state lines for different for different uh, health insurance. Well, that's well, what people want. Of course, and that's what the whole thing, thing was about. Was about okay. For that's what Trump wanted, and that's what Trump's pushing. But you got all these damn idiots, all these complete assholes, Republicans okay? and Democrats, Republicans and Democrats who are paid. Through the freaking nose, okay, by the by the health insurance groups and by the by the pharmaceutical groups, okay, to stop it, okay, because they don't want they don't want any competition. They don't want a free market system. They want no free markets, and they want to be uh, they and they want to be able to everything pull, controlled. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, by them. Screw these guys, you know, screw them, right? So it's like you know this, this is the kind of idiots we have orchestrating this this thing, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think Trump's on the out and out. I think it's this damn Senate, okay, that that is that is out of their minds and well, the house. In the house you know? I don't complete, think complete paid off wax, you know. So anyway, but anyway, that's what they're that's what they're talking about. And it says it would increase the number of covered people in 2008, but then decrease the number in 2019. Well, it was included in the bill to encourage young, healthy people to sign up for the health insurance. The people would be deterred for buying coverage because of the penalty would be healthier than those who would be willing to sign up. <laughs> this is an old story because this goes back the reason why nobody wanted to, you know. They, Obama expected everybody, all the young people to jump on, to it. Jump on it when, when you know, to buy medical insurance when they don't need it. And then, it, then what he did is if they don't buy it, then he penalized them, you know. Mm-hmm. But he made them pay a uh, thousand bucks, you know, uh, minimum. So it's, it's just amazing, you know. But sick people have more incentive to pay more for health insurance, and it's still cheaper than their medical bills. That's right. But why it matters, of all the ideas for changing the bill, this is one with potential to make everyone happy. So, you know, the the, the, the thing is, is that the whole thing is just crazy. It's just, it's just crazy. These guys have no clue to what they're doing. Well, they sit from a position of having great health insurance. Yeah. They know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, here's something. This is the the, the, the 12 worst cancer-causing products in your home, right, if that was an interesting thing to see. It's from Healthy Solo. This is a group I signed up with. They send out all this health stuff. So you can, on the side, while you, after you read that, you can read about bloated stomach problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You get it, yeah. And they have those horrible diagrams. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, the 12 worst cancer-causing products in your home. People are not aware of the dangers of some foods we consume most of the time are hiding. Uh, what uh, most of the time they are hiding, they cause very bad things to our overall body health. Because of the dangers we're in we are in front of every day. We decide to to create 
create. They didn't spell it right. I know. They're, they're, create a list of, of 12 so most dangerous cancer-causing products that most of the households have these days. Okay. Well, the 12 worst. Look at this. You got nice and easy hair care. Mm-hmm. You don't use that, do you? Not Anybody that one. No. Johnson baby powder. All right. And Oscar Mayer Franks. Okay. Ajax cleanser. Yeah. Colgate Palmolive Inc. Household Number products. one. Ajax Cleanser is one of the most popular cleansers in the world. However, the manufacturer, Colgate Pomala, didn't list the toxic ingredient found in this uh, cleanser. The ingredient is called crystalline silica. It has already been linked to cancer, skin, lung, and eye irritation. Crystalline silica has been listed as a carcinogen, carcinogenic more than 20 years ago by the MSDS, the Material Safety and Data Sheet. The good news is that the number of products that use this toxic ingredients is reducing. I've never even heard of it. Whole milk. Yeah. Whole milk. Some people may find this odd, but whole milk also comes with toxic elements that can't be found on the label. Some of these toxins include DDT, um, antibiotics, yeah. yep. heptachlor, which is a neurotoxin, hexachloride benzene, a neurotoxic carcinogen, reproductive toxin, uh, dieldrin, or carcinogenic, recombinant bovine growth hormone, um, Alberto... Why don't, why don't you read what it says? Well, because... The combination can result in breast, prostate, and colon cancer. I'm going to read that. Well, you didn't. You just, you read it, and then you didn't go on. Well, I... Deldrin, the carcinogen exotrogen... Well, people don't even know what that is, so... Yeah, well, you know, hexachlorobenzene, a neurotoxin... I uh, read that part, Reproductive yeah. toxin... And then three, oh, Alberto VO5 conditioner. Hmm. Basic ingredient of neutral henna. This time, all the toxic ingredients... I thought henna was a natural kind of... I guess not. This time, all the toxic ingredients can be found on the label. Fragrance, a term used to cover several ingredients that can lead to contact dermatitis. FDC Red 4 is associated with cancer... Polysorbate 80, that's polluted it. with 1.4 dioxin carcinogenic compound. That stuff is in all kinds of shampoos. Formaldehyde Jeez. is a neurotoxic carcinogenic substance that leads to contact dermatitis. Why would they use that in a, in a conditioner, hair conditioner? Zodiac dog and cat flea <laughs> collar. <laughs> Produced by Zandos Agro Inc. The product has a toxic ingredient known as propoxer on its label. This ingredient is both neurotoxic and carcinogenic. Talcum powder. The talc found in the product is labeled and it can cause uh, result in ovarian cancer and lung irritation. Produced by Johnson and Johnson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Crest tartar control toothpaste. Jeez, I probably used that. At one time, not anymore. Yeah, at one time because with anything with fluoride we, we've gotten rid of for the last five years. It contains several toxic ingredients which are found on its label. Fluoride, a con- carcinogenic. FDC blue number one, which is a carcinogenic. And saccharin, which is a carcinogenic. Yeah. CoverGirl natural finish makeup. By Procter & Gamble. Yeah. The product produce, pro- the popular product contains toxins like fragrance, several... Uh, Untested, unlabeled toxic compounds linked to dermatitis, mm-hmm. parabens linked to 
dermatitis, lanolin. I thought that was good for you. I did too. Frequently, Frequently enriched <laughs> with DDT. Oh, that's oh really God. Well. And, and pesticides. Just pesticides. Tetranolamine. Never heard of it. 
Everybody knows that asshole. Okay, but anyway, I was, I was 
he didn't pay his taxes. Oh, he owes like five, almost, five million or more dollars in taxes. They haven't arrested him. No. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. He, can you imagine why? Well, he's too useful to them. He's a useful tool, yeah. And who was the other fellow? He was the one with the cash in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was the, he was the head of the Ways and Means New, Committee. New York. He was from New York. He is from New York. Another crooked bastard. He's still there. He was reelected. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they, they don't care if he just steals everybody. I mean, he's got a. He's, what the hell is his name? I don't know his name. I do. It took me ten, five minutes to figure out Al Sharpton's name. Well, while you're thinking about that, let me just finish reading about this. Experts from Ohio University have started this study with the purpose of finding whether the lack of conventional medicine increases the risk of of developing cancer. However, their findings were shocking. Namely, it has been found that the Amish have a significantly lower chances to develop cancer when compared to the rest of the population. So the experts decided to research their lifestyle better with the aim of finding a link between these unexpected findings. Most Amish people don't smoke nor drink, and they are usually not promiscuous which led to the conclusion that this lifestyle has a huge impact on the decrease of cancer instances. Besides other factors, the amount of physical work is very important as well. Most Amish people are involved in agriculture, construction, and other works which require physical activity, which keeps them healthy. While the rest of the American population sits in front of the TV or computer the entire day, Amish work hard. According to the experts, this is what makes them healthy. And another important factor is the fact that Amish people grow their own food. That's probably the mm-hmm. real reason. And they use organic methods which supply them with healthy fruits, vegetables, healthy dairy and meat, as well as unprocessed foods, which most of Americans will never have the chance to try. <laughs> That's probably true. Even though Amish are laughed at for their lifestyle and regarded as primitive, their commitment to a simple life with local foods uh, brings them health and something that the rest of the world could only dream for. We really hope you enjoyed this article, and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. And this was from Home oh. General Health, mm-hmm. Nutrition and Food Recipes. Yeah. Did it. Well, there's something to be said for knowing where your food comes from and what goes into it. Yeah, this this I thought was kind of interesting because this is um, um, this this is happening now. Politicalculture.com. Politiculture. Um, this is kind of interesting because it's a rogue agent. Says um, breaking. FBI agent goes rogue exposes director's sinister anti-Trump plan, and it's bad. This is the one I, I think I was telling you about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the beginning, uh, uh, yeah. the beginning half of President Trump's first hundred days in office uh, haven't been a cakewalk by any means, and it's easy to see why and all with all of the forces working against him. The first casualty of the fledgling president's administration was former Lieutenant Colonel um, 
Michael Flynn, who briefly served as Trump's national security advisor before being forced to resign after it was leaked that he spoke to the Russian ambassador and didn't tell anyone. The source of the leak has remained unknown, but many believe it came from Obama's loyalists uh, from within. And the intelligence the, community. Yeah, and a troubling report from True Pundit seems to confirm as such, as much. Several agents from within the Bureau became concerned with the partisan direction that they saw as heading. It headed, heading, rather. So they decided to come forward and expose FBI Director uh, Anthony McCabe's sinister plot to uh, derail uh, President Trump. The Hilton, the Hilton, yeah, the Hillary Clinton uh, supporter and Obama loyalist apparently held a secret meeting among mass uh, among agency brass where he vowed to destroy both Flynn and Trump, and after taking down one of them, he's moving on to the next. Hmm. More from the true pundit. Is the name of the operation there. A few days before General Michael Flynn was sacked as National Security Advisor, FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe gathered more than a dozen of his top FBI disciples to plot how to ruin Flynn's aspiring political career and manufacture evidence to derail President Donald Trump, according to the FBI source. McCabe, the second highest ranking FBI official, emphatically declared at the invite-only gathering with Ray's voice, fuck Flynn and then we fuck Trump, according to a direct source. Uh, what's important, interesting to note, and it, it'll mention in this article, but McCabe was the AI, it was that with his wife was the one that was given six hundred and fifty thousand dollars by the by uh, the Clinton campaign and and uh, uh, um, what's his name McAuliffe in Virginia, okay, Terry McAuliffe, yeah, to run for a, a, a state senate, not even a senate, hmm. federal senate, but a state senate seat. Many, okay, many of his top lieutenants applauded and cheered such rhetoric. A scattered few did not. This was one of several such meetings held in seclusion among key FBI leaders since Trump was elected president, FBI sources confirmed, at the congregation where McCabe went off the political reels and vowed to destroy Flynn and Trump. There were as many as 16 top FBI officials, inside intelligence sources said. No lower-level agents or support personnel were present. If you are among the millions of Americans who have pondered in recent months whether the Obama-era deep state intelligence apparatus and the FBI are working for or against Trump, this is the first definitive proof that the country's once premier law enforcement agency has gone rogue. The non-elected hierarchy that steer the FBI have declared war on President Trump and his White House in a circle, make no mistake. Days after the McCabe tirade, Flynn was forced to resign. There was no coincidence. This, that was no coincidence. This is how secret coups waged by top by the top law enforcement personnel in the top of the uh, law enforcement agency in any country operate efficiently. If the FBI wants you silenced or out of a job, you'll be unemployed. Ask Michael Flynn and countless others. Part of the plan hatched at the gathering was to make sure Flynn's wiretap conversations were leaked to the media, FBI and intelligence sources said. They were. Did the FBI leak this classified intelligence to the news media? Isn't that a question President Trump and Congress should be posing? If nothing else, McCabe and his FBI secret counsel are certainly now suspects of who, 
of who possibly leaked the intelligence. Seems that a number of polygraphs should be in order. Chilling, no. This is how police states are formed. For what it's worth, FBI Director Comey didn't attend the meeting, although he was aware of what was went on during it and did nothing to discourage McCabe or his rogue operatives. But then again, it was Comey who decided against recommending charges against Hillary Clinton over a private server, and it was McCabe who led the investigation after the veteran deputy director before him stepped down and concerns the probe were being derailed from within the bureau. McCabe's wife also received large sums of money for a Senate run from Democratic functions controlled by Hillary Clinton's closest friend and confidant, Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe. In fact, McAuliffe gave Dr. Jill McCabe nearly a million dollars for her election bid, and shortly thereafter, Hillary Clinton was exonerated of any wrongdoing despite the fact she knowingly and willingly removed classified information from her government service, lied under oath to Congress, and intentionally deceived the American public. As you can see, the D.C. swamp is vast, and the president has his work cut out for him. Let's just hope that he can drain it before it's able to take him down. Oh, man, I agree with him. So, anyway, we've got a lot of work to do here. Oh, I, I saw something here that I, I wanted to mention, which really surprised me because uh, there is, uh, this is uh, LeBron James. He just got, I mean, no, not LeBron James. I look like him. There. I thought that was LeBron James. Did you know that Stephen Curry single-handedly doubled the worth of Under Armour from $14 billion to $28 billion? Companies know how how big of an impact athletes can make for their brands are willing to pay millions, sometimes even billions of dollars to sign them. So how much was the biggest deal in sports history signed for? Yeah, it was a billion, billion dollars. I think that's LeBron James. Though. No. What do you mean? So. No, that's he is no, that isn't right who there. they're talking about. Well, Curry, but I don't know if Curry's a, uh, Dwayne Wade. It's worth, let's say, uh, Ling Ning. Ling Ning? Wow. Okay. Ling Ning, without a doubt, offered him more than... Uh, First he Nike, was offered $10 million a year to Nike. renew his contract with Nike. Dwayne Wade and Ling Ning. And uh, renew his contract with Nike. Wade made the shocking announcement that he was going to choose to sign the small Chinese shoe company instead. Li Ning, without a doubt, offered him more than the $10 million a year. But on top of that, they sweetened the deal by giving Wade a significant stake in the company. Wade took the gamble, and if he's right, the share of the company could end up being worth over a billion someday. But even if it's worth a billion, it isn't enough. It's even, even close to the biggest deal ever. Really? I don't know what that biggest deal is. So we have to go to the next to see if there's another one. Kevin Durant. In 2014, Kevin Durant's 
which was a huge jump up from his previous agreement with Nike of $60 million for seven years. But Duran has always had an affinity for Nike ever since he chose to represent them after college, even though Adidas offered him more money. Durant declined the Under Armour offer and chose to stay with Nike, who ramped up their offer to $300 million for 10 years. years, which included a $50 million retirement package. Oh, my yeah, God. Made all right, didn't it? I guess so. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, anyway, that's, that's, that's very interesting stuff, though. Sports pays sometimes. I guess if you're a superstar. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, house hacking suspect, suspects could read every email dozens of Congress sent and received. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Congressional IT staffers who are the subject of a criminal investigation into misusing their positions had full access to members of Congress correspondence, emails, and confidential. This um, is my daily caller, by the way which is reputable. Um, Yeah, people think the New York Times is reputable. Anyway, congressional IT staffers are subject to criminal investigation. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Access to members' correspondence, emails, confidential files, and there was also almost no tracking of what they did, a former House technology worker said. Imran Awan bullied central IT to bend the rules for him so there wouldn't be a paper trail about the unusually high permissions he was requesting, and their actions were not logged. So members have no way of knowing what information they have been, may have been taken uh, by the central IT employee. Mm-hmm. One, one, asked, one, one, little, one little jerk stole all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to ran technology for, for multiple House Democrats and soon four of his relatives, including brothers Abid and Jamal, uh, appeared on the payroll of dozens of other members, collecting $4 million in taxpayer funds since 2010. Yeah, you wonder what they have on everybody. You bet. U.S. Capitol Police, and you got to wonder, Abid and Jamal, you got to wonder if they're uh, inside terrorist guys, you know. Because the whole Obama thing was infiltrated by by, by um, sympathizers, terrorist sympathizers, including John Bannon, Bennett, Bannon, uh, Bennett, um, uh, Brennan, mm-hmm. who was who was uh, you know the head of the CIA. He was a he was a, a big sympathizer. U.S. police Capitol Police named him and his relatives as subjects of a criminal probe on February second, and banned them from the complex's computer networks. But members of Congress for whom they worked have downplayed their access. Or publicly ignored the issue. I'll bet they have. Oh, yeah. They had ex- access to everything. Correspondence, emails, confidential files. It was stored on the member's system. They had access to it. The former House Information Resources uh, technology worker with first-hand knowledge of um, Imran's privileges told the Daily Caller News Foundation. Technology employees who work for members must initially get authority from HIR, I don't know what that is, but a a component of the House's chief administrative officer, which maintains campus-wide technology systems. There were some things like access to the House email system that were totally controlled by the technicians at HIR, 
In order for certain permissions to be granted, a form was required to ensure that there was paper trail for the requested changes. Imran was constantly complaining that he had to go through this process trying to get people to process his access requests without the proper forms. Some of the permissions he wanted would give him total access to the members' stuff. If the staff at HIR could be tracked for every keystroke they make, the work ahead said. But by comparison, when these guys were granted access to the members' community systems, there is no oversight or tracking of what they may be doing on the members' system. For example, they could make a copy of anything on the members' computer system to a thumbnail drive or have it sent to a private server they had set up and no one would know. That raises questions about why members are so quick to brush off the seriousness of this investigation. After being notified by the House Administration's Committee, Abed was removed from our payroll. We are confident that everything in our office is secure. Hillary Chambers, the Chief of Staff for Democratic yeah, right. Representative Stand 11 of Michigan, told the... Don't you think that guy would have put in a back door in case he would have been able to get in there? He can get in there now. Yeah. These people, I mean, you know, it, it's so frightening to see how stupid and how, how lax and how uh, even the CIA got hacked, you know? I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's like they want to be. It's like they want to give all their information out, you know? It's like... It, Okay. A Fairfax, Virginia police report shows that the brother's stepmother called the police on them in January, and a relative said Imran has been out of the country attempting to access assets stored in Pakistan in his deceased father's name. The relative said they forced her to sign power of attorney documents against her will. After naming them as suspects in a criminal investigation, the Capitol Police have not taken their passports or arrested them. The brothers previously took a $100,000 loan from a fugitive wanted by U.S. authorities. These guys are freaking criminals. I mean, what the, Dr. Ali Al-Attar, who has fled to Iraq and been linked to Hezbollah. Amran uh, ran technology for Florida Republican <laughs> Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah, that figures resigned as head of Democratic National Committee after a disastrous email hack she blamed on Russians and had the password uh, to an iPad used for DNC business. Well, he probably sold it to the Russians. Oh, yeah. Politico described the investigation this way. Five House staffers are accused of stealing equipment from members' offices without their knowledge, equipment, uh, and committing serious potentially illegal violations on the House IT network. But it later said Hill staffers were downplaying the information security component, writing, uh, sources close to the House investigation said former staffers, while able to view some member data, uh, did not have access to any classified information. Yeah, right. They can get into that so yeah, easily if you're on. a computer person. That, I mean, that description rankled multiple House IT workers who told the, D, the DCNF whose uh, sem semantics misleadingly made it seem like they did have access to extremely sensitive information. Classified as the terminology used by spy agencies and other executive branch agencies, not generally Congress, with the exception of the Intelligence Committee. 
The full email correspondence and hard drives of members of Congress are nothing, nonetheless sensitive, extremely private, and likely to contain privileged information in the utmost. So I would just say, you're going to do it this way, or I'll release those emails and those pics that you took one night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of uh, underage girls. Or your girlfriend, or whatever it is, or, or yourself. Or winking off one of your aides. So, here's another good one. Texas ranchers are saying that they're being um, threatened by cartels. He says it's a war. Uh, Were they being threatened by? Mexican cartels. Um, it's a war. Armed illegal aliens are running uh, farmers off their own property while Obama's folks riot for illegal alien rights. And they got a video here. Hang on a second. Okay. Hang on. Uh, hang on. The Texas, in Texas, nearly 8,200 farms and ranches back up to the Mexican border. The men and women who live and work on these properties say they're under attack from the same drug cartels playing for thousands of murders in Mexico. It's a war. Make no mistake about it, Texas Agriculture Commission Todd Staples said. And it's happening on American soil. Um, and Texas farmers and ranchers produce uh, more cotton and more cattle than any other state. So Staples uh, is so Staples is concerned this war concern this war could eventually impact our food supply and call it a threat to our national security. Farmers and ranchers are being run off their own property by armed terrorists uh, showing up and telling them they have to leave their land, Staples said. To to raise awareness, Commissioner Staples launched a website, protectyourtexasborder.com, as a place where frustrated and scared farmers can share their stories. Many Texas ranchers have had their benefit of the badass volunteer group, Texas Border Volunteers, a group of men and women who help keep our borders secure as they aid our U.S. border agents to track down and apprehend aliens who illegally cross our borders. For more than 30 years, Dr. Vickers and his wife Linda have owned the 12 Oak Ranch. Uh, he said people crossing into the country legally create crawl holes underneath his electrified fence and use paths on his property to walk toward their destination. And uh, He said the traffic has been heavy at times, and sometimes he sees hundreds a day. Uh, we're very vigilant, and we realize that a lot of people coming through there are gang members, criminals, and with that, we've got dogs to alert us here on the, on the ranch. My wife, in particular, depends on the dogs, especially when I'm not here. And he says, Vickers said, he needs a number of those who didn't make it all the uh, he said he's seen a number of those who didn't make it all the way. We've had dead bodies show up from time to time. It's pretty disturbing, but it's something we've learned to live with, he mm. says. Vickers regularly patrols his own ranch for illegal activity. When he sees it he reports it to Border Patrol. The thought of probably possibly not have the thought of possibly not have to do with any more makes him feel at ease. Well, I guess he's talking about the yeah. defense. Yeah. He says, one Texas farmer 
who asked not to be identified, said it's common for him to see undocumented immigrants walking through his property. At some, at one moment, uh, I see something, I just drive away, he said. Here's a problem, I've learned to live with it, and pretty much I've become numb to it. Now, he doesn't want to stop him, because they'll try to kill him, you know? Mm. Another farmer, Joel Aguilar, said enough is enough. After walking up on an armed gunman, sneaking undocumented immigrants into the United States through his land, Aguilar decided to sell his farm. It's really sad to say you either have to beat beat him or join him, and I decided not to do either. And he said, Aguilar's family farmed 6,000 acres of land along the Texas-Mexico border for nearly 100 years. Our farmers and ranchers can't afford their own security detail, Staples said. We're going to become more dependent on food from foreign sources. Pretty sick, huh? Mm. Freaking sick, man. These people are sick, sick, sick dogs. Yep. Let's see what this guy says. See what he has to say. I think this is the farmer who's going to be speaking. Well, the thought of a border wall is bringing some peace of mind to one Brooks County rancher. Channel 5's Frank McCaffrey spoke with him about what it will mean for him in terms of security on his property. Frank? Pastor Michael Vicker says he appreciates the president's work to provide security. He says he never knows when a person crossing illegally on his property is dangerous. For more than 30 years, Dr. Michael Vickers has owned the 12 Oak Ranch. He says people crossing into the country illegally create crawl holes underneath his electrified fence. There's one right here. And use paths on his property to walk toward their destination. He says the traffic has been heavy at times. Sometimes he's seen hundreds a day. We're very vigilant, and we realize that a lot of the people that are coming through are gang members, uh, uh, criminals. And uh, with that, you know, we've got dogs to alert us here on this ranch. My wife in particular uh, depends on the dogs, especially when I'm uh, not here. Vickers says he's seen a number of those who didn't make it all the way. Uh, we've had dead bodies show up uh, from time to time, and, you know, it's, it's pretty disturbing, but it's something we've learned to live with. Vickers regularly patrols his own ranch for illegal activity. When he sees it, he reports it to the Border Patrol. The thought of possibly not having to do that anymore makes him feel at ease. It is kind of a euphoric feeling that most of us have never had before. So, uh, you know, we're optimistic. Vickers says President Trump needs to keep rolling with policies to stop the flow of those coming into the country illegally. Vickers also says he supports President Trump's idea to block federal grants for sanctuary cities. He believes that blocking those entering illegally helped he and his wife feel more secure at their ranch. Yeah, In the studio, Frank McCaffrey, Channel 5 News at 6. You know, the zone of a border wall is bringing some peace of mind to... I was going to show you this. Um, I played, I don't, did I play this last week? Uh, the, no, maybe not. Evidence uh, that, uh, you know, uh, no. Obama was wired up. No. Well, I, I posted this on my... Uh, website, and uh, this, uh, see, there's Mark Levin, he's a talk show host and stuff, and on Fox News, he reported. Oh, yes, we did, you did play that. Did I play that? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it showed, it sh did I? Mm -hmm. You played something by him. I don't uh, remember he if talked I did about, on that. He talked about the... Um, well, he proved that there was that there was a wiretap. There was requesting for... Um, yeah. 
But I don't know whether you'd call it a wiretap exactly. Well, that's he claimed that. Um, yeah, let me let me go to that. It's not that long. It's probably worth playing again. It, it is because they're expecting the wiretap evidence. But he came out last week with this evidence um, that that proved that that he was uh, that that uh, they they had. Uh, Back to Fox and Friends. Joining us now, live from Levin TV studio, is the former chief of staff to Attorney General Edwin Meese, a constitutional lawyer and radio talk show host, the great one Mark Levin from his hidden bunker. Mark, thank you very much for joining us this morning. On your Thursday evening radio broadcast, you laid out a devastating case about executive overreach of the Obama administration, which many believe has metamorphosized itself to tweets that President Trump sent out on Saturday morning accusing potential wiretapping in Trump Tower. Uh, we want to give you a case here this morning to lay out what you know, what you know about it, and the evidence you have for the potential executive overreach of the Obama administration. Well, pleasure to be here. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweet. This is about the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. Hmm. The question is, who did they spy on? The extent of the spying. That is, the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates, and I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one, exhibit one, this is all public. Head Street, two separate sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court, this is spying, uh, in October, giving counterintelligence permission so to examine the activity of both U.S. President Donald Trump's campaign with ties to Russia. Let me go on. This isn't me. They say the first FISA request, sources say name Trump, was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm. But the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, Sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails and other related documents that may concern U.S. persons. Now, I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping, but how did they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit 2, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is. Uh, quote, The Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance no, Court no, 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 over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with Russian officials. Keep in mind, this is during a presidential election. The sitting president, the incumbent party, is now investigating the presidential candidate of the Republican Party and his campaign to some extent. The FISA court turned down the application asking FBI counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus. According to one report, the FBI was finally granted a warrant in October. Exhibit 3, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agency headline, FBI, five other agencies, five other Obama administration agencies probe possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. The FBI and five other law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh, covertly aided presidential-elect Donald Trump. Two people familiar with the matter said the agencies involved in the inquiry are the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, 
the Justice Department, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and representatives of the Director of the National Intelligence. Are you telling me Barack Obama didn't know what was well, going on in the six go, agencies? As you hold go on, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, okay, keep going. I'm not done. I need to make the case. Because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet, intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump associates January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations, aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department, okay, well, the Financial Crimes Unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no exclusive, uh, conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This <laughs> is the New York Times. Another right-wing outlet. Another right-wing outlet, Let's yeah. continue. <laughs> New York Times again. NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. Now, why would they do this on the way out the door? Well, March 1, Exhibit 6, Obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of Russian election hacking. In the Obama administration's last days, listen to this, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. <laughs> Exhibit 7, New York Times. Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know the FISA court, they're always monitoring the, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador, and so how do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post, one more, Washington Post. March 2nd, U.S. investigators have examined contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials mm -hmm. and Russia. Listen to this. The inquiry involving Sessions is examining his contacts while serving as Trump's foreign policy advisor in the spring and summer of 2016. This has been going on for a year. Well, wow. As you do on your yeah. radio program, you lay out a devastating case based on public documents, as you point out, and not right-wing uh, sources, but mainstream left-stream sources. How confident are you that this new this investigation, which was on Russian so-called Russian hacking, but now the White House says this morning will be broadened to looking into executive overreach? How confident well, are you that we find something there? I don't know, but they already found something. The issue isn't whether the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign or transition or certain of its surrogates. The issue is the extent of it. Mm -hmm. They went into court a second time. They were so aggressive. They waited four or five months. They go back in October, weeks before the general election. They narrow their request. All of a sudden, we have leaks coming out on Flynn. Then we have a oh, horrible meeting that took place between Sessions and so forth. And I'm telling you, as a former chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States in the Reagan administration, these are police state tactics. Now, what did Barack Obama know? He knew everything I just read to you apart, apart from one or two articles. You know what I know? It's in the newspapers. It's right there. So Barack Obama not only knew this, but he gets a daily intelligence briefing. And let me tell you something about daily intelligence briefings. If you're attorney general 
and your FBI is going to the FISA court yep. to get a warrant to investigate aspects of an opposition party in the middle of a general election campaign, how much you want to bet the President of the United States knew that? I don't want Read to bet his opinion. Uh, Mark, we've got, we were about to hit a hard break. Is there any way you could stick around for one more minute and ask you one more question on this? That's fine. You got it. All right, more with Mark Levin on Fox and Friends right on the, around the corner. All right. We're Unbelievable. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, well, it's folks, right there. It's right come there. right to the end of the show, and there it is. So there's the proof. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the proof. We, uh, I, mean, I posted this on my own site. And it's like, it's like fish. It's unbelievable uh, how they can deny that there was no, uh, there was nothing. When, I know. I mean, it's just, just absolutely crazy, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't know. <sighs> Okay. Well, we're at the end of the show. Yep. So and we want to thank everybody who joined us because we thought it was a good show. I thought it was a very good show. Uh, you know, it's fun to see that uh, All kinds Kelly, of Kelly and not somebody on her, on her ass. That's always good. A tough little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, la- I laughed when she said... That was kind of a surprise. Not really. Not when she said, uh, you know... That she uh, she was gonna rip uh, she had ripped uh, what's his name there Chris Wallace a uh, 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 a new one <laughs> yeah. that, 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 okay. on, on that interview <laughs> she doesn't have much words but no. you know, I thought that was very funny but anyway uh, so you have a great night everybody have a great week and, and uh, St uh, Patrick's Day is Friday so right, happy our, St we, Patrick's Day to all. People wish, who are Irish and those who would like to be. And we wish our uh, our, our Irish buddy uh, John Brennan, and that's not John Brennan of the CIA. That's John Brennan of the LA Steel Show. He used to be a, a chemical right. reporter and uh, update us. All and Ned Cole. Oh, and Ned Cole, a former uh, 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 Democratic uh, nominee for uh, not nominee but uh, contender. For governor of the United States, you have to be president, his, not governor of the United. Well, States. Well, he was a presidential candidate in '72, but he was a gubernatorial candidate. Yeah, but you and, said governor of the United States. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's governor it. of Connecticut. Yeah. Okay, where he ran as governor of Connecticut, and or, he was or a governor kid. of Connecticut, but yeah. he didn't. Uh, but um, and we were, we, I was his uh, campaign manager, which was a lot of fun. And uh, but we wish uh, John Brennan, if you're listening. Cheers. Happy happy St. Patty's Day. And uh that's cool too. And to all the rest of you out there. And to Lila. She's 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 a Irish Irishy. Yes. Irishy. <laughs> Part Irishy. <laughs> quite a uh, quite a lot. My father was born in Dublin for heaven's sake. Oh, so both of you both parts of you are Irishy. Yeah, Irish and Welsh. So you're Irishy. Well anyway, wish uh the top of the morning and uh well, that'll be tomorrow, the top of the morning. Uh, but tonight, the it's just good night, folks. Oh, you don't have a good night thing in Irish? We probably do, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll just say good night. Well, good night, everybody. And here we go.